podcast. And Victory Monday is here. Get your book of shoes on. Now's probably a good time to go check out PeterPrinceMusic.com and see what that Moon Boot Lover discography is all about. It's deep, y'all. And Eric and Eric, we're getting deep on those Packers and Texans. Offense, defense, looking sick. Let's get it. Yeah, buddy, Packers win. It's a victory Monday, victory Monday. Packers win 35-20. to 20. Philly's on fire. How are we doing in the Northwoods, Eric? Uh, doing fantastic. It sure is nice uh, watching a game like that after Tampa Bay. It was a nice pick-me-up. Got reassured that uh, Tampa was probably a lot more the, of a fluke uh, and some questionable decisions. Uh, than an indication of uh, being figured out. Yeah, I would have to say that I need to back uh, track on last episode's podcast. Uh, ben Fennell had some amazing breakdowns of just where the coaching shortages on the defensive side of the ball occurred during that Tampa Bay game, and they were astonishing. Pretty evident, uh, uh, you know, changing personnel poorly. It was a bad game, but this game... We're starting to see some things. But before we get on defense, Eric, I know we got a lot to talk about on that side of the ball. But let's get on that offense. It was a dominating performance, really from all aspects of that game. Uh, no doubt in what uh, uh, six games, six opening drive scores, uh, yeah. business as usual, right down the field. Uh, and then the defense comes back with a three and out, turns the ball back over, and here we go again. Um, yeah. w- one thing as we're uh, as we're talking about the offense, uh, Aaron Rodgers four touchdowns, sixty-eight uh, percent completion rate, um, did a nice job, but like Tampa, he looked off. He was throwing the ball uh-huh. behind quite a bit. He missed on that second drive. He missed a wide open MVS for a touchdown. Yep. Um, it's uh, a testament to uh, our receivers. Um, Well, I even have the notes here. You know, the pass to Sternberger, a little, you know, I'm glad Sternberger one-handed that, but the crossing route to Devontae was behind him. Uh, He got turned around on uh, the one touchdown. He missed him in stride. So Aaron does look off a little bit. What does that tell you about a football team that's still putting up 35 points when your number one Hall of Fame quarterback is throwing off? Makes you wonder what he can do when he's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and what it takes to get there. You know, another huge, huge part of that game is you had all five, you know, they, they did wind up sliding um, Turner from uh, right tackle to left tackle and putting Wagner back uh, at left tackle. They all played the whole game. Mm-hmm. Solid protection, no sacks, only one quarterback hit. Um, I thought some of the blocking was spectacular. I, yeah. I, I thought that, uh, you know, you lose your left tackle and you start to shake, particularly after you saw Wagner on the left side last week. Mm-hmm. thought the offensive line was fantastic. Um, on that uh, Sternberger uh, touchdown that you referenced, uh, I, you know, that is such a beautiful play design. 
and you're allowing that pressure to get in, which frees him up behind it to sneak over, it's always going to be a tough throw because you know you're by letting him go, you're getting pressure. Uh, he did a really, like you said, great job on the one-handed catch and bring it in. Mm-hmm. That's a shot. I don't even know. I call it pitch and catch yeah. or a shot, yeah. whatever, where you're just, just throwing it over the top mm-hmm. in the general direction. What, what a great play call. Yeah. Well, before you get too far ahead, on, on uh, let's backpedal and talk about Wagner because the running blocking that he did, I watched the game twice, once on the condensed view. I mean, I think he teams up well with Patrick, and I thought he did a really good job. Pass blocking, I didn't have any sacks. There was some pressure that was coming up, but, man, they held it well. Let us not talk enough about Billy Turner in this game. We threw him out on left tackle. First time since college. Flipped him from right tackle to left tackle, which he was looking great when he came into the New Orleans game. He was looking awesome. But now you throw him on the left tackle – you know, J.J. Watt was kind of lining up all over the place. You know, he had the, he, he had the best luck against Corey Lindsley uh, in that one play he blew up Williams in the backfield. But as far as Billy Turner, I, I, the guy held up. He, he's a big dude, and on pass blocking, he is surprisingly good. But I, all around, I think we're real fortunate to have that offensive line. You know, that was one of the scenarios that we talked about that, that LaFleur might go with. And mm-hmm. – you know, we've said several times that he's uh, he's a guy that's going to put the best players that he thinks are on the field, regardless of how much shuffling that costs. Um, uh, Turner has been playing really well on the right side. You know, to, to, to make everything the opposite in your kick step and your blocking, switching is really hard. Wagner doesn't have the athleticism. Turner does. He did a solid job. You mentioned, yeah. uh, you mentioned uh, Wagner on the right side with Patrick. There were any number of plays where their combo blocks opened up gaping holes. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a great job. Patrick's been playing much better. We haven't spent much time talking about him. He's, he's let's not let's over. jinx him. Yeah, let's let's yeah. not jinx him. Let's just let him keep rolling because he is quietly becoming a real real solid player. But here's what this feels to me when we're talking about Elton Jenkins as a guard and not swinging over to to tackle which he's perfectly capable of doing. This means that Matt LaFleur is really focused on the run game and the future of our run game throughout that offensive line. And having a guard like, you know, Elgerton, I love him so much. He is going to be a key to that inside of the line for years to come. I mean, he is such a crusher on the way he pulls and the way he was run blocking yesterday. I, I, we can't say I'm enough not- about him. I'm not prepared to go there yet, and, and here's why. Uh, outside of Bakhtiari, he is the best lineman on our roster. Uh, I'm not sure what his long-term position is going to be. You know, with financing and a cap situation, um, I don't know. You know, he can play anywhere. If you can have him at left guard along with Bakhtiari uh, for the rest of Bakhtiari's hopefully uh, new contract, that's fantastic. That's the left side of your quarterback, the blind side. That's fantastic. He can play anywhere. I don't, you know, we've, we've got Lindsley coming up. We've got Bakhtiari coming up. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he winds up. Uh, I kind of like keeping him at guard um, because his, his cap numbers aren't going to go through the roof uh, like they would have if he turned into an all, you know, can you imagine the yep. debate that he, <laughs> if he'd played left tackle and dominated? That's exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. Glad we're not talking about that. Yeah. 
Well, moving on to some of the weapons that you saw outside of Devontae Adams in that game. What were the standout plays or players that you saw outside of Devontae? Well, Jamal Williams came to play. That's straight out of my notes. And I also wrote in there that we need to enjoy him this year while he's still a Packer. Mm-hmm. I, he, uh, he has solidified himself as one of the top free agent running backs out there. Uh, if we sign Aaron Jones, we're not going to be able to afford him. He earned some money yesterday. He's such an excitable, great kid in the locker room. Infectious, and he's on, man. Yeah. And on the field. God, I'd love to figure out some way to keep he and Jones for a long time. But I just think his play, his blocking, his running, his receiving, mm-hmm. he's playing so well that he may be pricing himself out yeah. of Green Bay. Which He missed of- a couple pickups on Aaron where he got hit. But, uh, you know, he ended up the game with 77 yards on the ground, 4.1 yard average, but receiving four targets, 37 yards, 9.3 average. Yeah, and you know, your man crush, I have to admit uh, uh, myself as well, um, but the uh, the touchdown to Malik Taylor, what a great design, and you get to see what quick twitch can do. Because um, yeah. he hung in. He hung in yeah, like a absolutely. tight end. And then released like, boom, because he had the other uh, a wide receiver, uh, MVS was behind him on the same route. Got to let him clear. It was yeah. perfect. Oh, great awesome. play, great design. Yeah. You know, I just and Aaron went up to him after and was tapping his helmet. He was fired up for him too because he, you know not not to take a shot at a dog while he's down, um, <laughs> but in our conversations, the the nexus for this podcast, how many times did we did we talk about what a great play design by Mike McCarthy? <laughs> no, what a great play by Aaron Rodgers. What a great play by this. But the play design that Matt Lafleur yeah. brings is special. Yeah, Love he's it. great. He is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jace, I thought maybe was going to do uh, or have a little more involvement, but that's all we need from him. All we need is a touchdown from him, run a good route, block, do his job. Uh, you know, that's all we needed. Jamal, I had, you know, he missed a couple of pickups, you know, nothing, nothing horrible, but there was the play that on second viewing of the game, you know, you get to see Devante. I mean, the guy had 196 yards, right? He was out there. I don't know what the play count was, but damn near every one, right? And at the end of the game, he was getting tired, and he was out there on the side. And if it was a run play, he was taking a step or two and just sitting there. Well, on the one play at the end, you know, a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter, Jamal gets that handoff, busts it over to the left. Devontae's on the right side, kind of walks up to the cornerback, and, you know, Adams comes or, or Williams comes back around, damn near can score, but that cornerback that was on Devontae makes the tackle. I was like, damn it! But uh, you know, he is he is potentially pricing himself out, or he's potentially ensuring that he's going to be on the Green Bay Packers next year. And Aaron Jones, based on value and what other teams might give him, God bless him, uh, might price himself out of Green Bay. So. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Um, if Jones goes somewhere else, we'll pay Williams. I just yeah. don't think we can pay them both. Yeah. Well, I because did you see uh, uh, an overwhelming relief when AJ Dillon was on the field last night? You no, know, but he had tough spots. Five carries, tough spots. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, wish, slipped, wish he, he slipped on the one play, but yeah. Yeah, he was he was met at the line often. Yeah. 
and and so not 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 a fair evaluation. I don't think um, I, I was a little bit. I was surprised about a number of things in the game. Um, one that uh, uh, Dylan didn't get more carries for one with with Jones out. I thought maybe we would spend more time in the second half running than passing, and it didn't work out that way. And it didn't, and we didn't play as well um, for it. Uh, the the other one was uh, you know we we uh, we got the, a very nice performance again from Mercedes Lewis, um, even with him back. Uh, I expected. Um, with Lazard still down, that we might go more that sort of tight end centric. Uh, I think uh, uh, yeah, we've done that, uh, and I expected to see a little bit more of that. But you know, <laughs> what what's to complain about? What's to complain about? Control the ball, scored, defense played great, great game. Yeah, yeah. I Tanyan is Tanyan. Tunyon is still a matchup problem. I hope he is, you know, healthy. Did he look like he got a little nicked up? They all look like they got a little nicked up. Yeah. Everybody I mean, seemed to be a little bit nicked up. Yeah. Well. But that's football in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right. And we'd remiss, be remiss without uh, talking about the player of the game, the greatest weapon the Green Bay Packers have on their offense. 13 receptions, 196 yards. Devontae Adams. Two touchdowns. Uh, and I think you got to see on the second touchdown uh, an errant thrown ball mm-hmm. uh, that he turned into a touchdown. The kid is special. Mm-hmm. He's just special. And, and I, I, you know, I not taking anything away from Devonte Adams, but you, you, there's just, you know, how many accolades can you dump on one kid? But one thing that I've been a big backer for a couple of years now of MVS, um, he brings a skill set that we don't have in terms of speed. Um, but what I, what I'm just forced to after this year uh, seeing is that he's not a hands catcher. He's not a natural pass catcher. <laughs> You, you see that in Devontae Adams. He can pluck the ball out of the air from, you know, behind him. See that from the uh, zone? MVS needs to have his body in front of it. And, and that's, that's limiting. Uh, not to say that he can't still produce uh, on a big level. He can. Um, but I had talked earlier in the year about he's now running the whole route tree. And I assume that um, during Devontae Adams' absence, that we were going to see a lot more of that. And what we did, and we did, and, and we saw some, some drops that are the kind that quality professional receivers make. Yeah. And love the kid, but I don't know how, I don't know that you can teach mm-hmm. that pluck. Yeah. I, I didn't know if the out route that he had that he, he didn't complete when he, when he dove and stretched out. I don't know if that was... You know, I was questioning: Was that route running? Was that Aaron's throw? What was it? But I'm, yeah. well, both. What, what I'm talking about is the position of his hands when the ball arrives is sure. not a position that you can catch the ball in. He goes out mm-hmm. and he touches the ball, mm-hmm. but that's not his hands aren't in a position to make that catch. Yeah, and that's tough. There's no gray area in four targets, zero receptions. There's no gray area in eight targets, four receptions. And, you know, at some point we're going to see EQ and see what he's got, I'm sure. Were Uh, you surprised? Let me ask you about that. 
Uh, EQ had more snaps on the offense in the first drive last week than he had in the game mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, he uh, he might have been put in the doghouse a little bit for running a bad route and for dropping a ball. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. He played special teams, made a couple of nice plays there. Um, but he was removed from the offense. I think that they're getting a lot more comfortable with Malik Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that uh, Shepard seems to be getting the lion's share of the snaps I thought would have gone to EQ St. Brown. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It, but with Shepard, you have somebody who has been practicing, whereas EQ hasn't been practicing as much. So maybe it's just a more reps thing. Because I'm not going to give up hope that he has some incredible long-term potential for us. Oh, he does. You know, he does. He's he's a catcher. That kid can catch the ball with his hands away from his butt. He's the guy that should be lined up right behind Lazard as the number three. Yeah, and you 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 put those three receivers on the field. That's a party, man. Mm-hmm. Back to Devante, though. I was worried. A couple weeks ago, you know, we discussed when he was coming back, how would that potentially affect the offense? Seems like he was forcing it at Tampa, which absolutely he looked like he was. What Devontae does at the line of scrimmage is unbelievable. I encourage everybody, if you got, you know, you know, DVR and record those, and you can watch the slow-mo, just the amount of separation he gets off in that first five yards, you understand why Aaron Rodgers is getting rid of the ball quick and he's getting it so often to Devontae because he's that open. He's that uh, – it's something that few receivers have, and we got one of the best. So, uh, No doubt. When you watch the footwork, he's he's – a lot of times uncoverable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, he's amazing. Uh, his route running is unbelievable. Yeah. And his route recognition uh, is, is second to none. Mm-hmm. And you put all that together and you got a guy that's, uh, you know, like you said, he's yeah. our best offensive weapon. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch over to defense because uh, I know we want to have this conversation and have a lot of fun with these guys. Now, here's something that I found to be a little interesting about this game. It's that when we get to the stats and we look at, you know, the, the, the team stats in the time of possession, Houston had the ball for more time. They threw for a few more yards. We ran for a few more yards. Um, but this game really was the storyline of our defense. You know, we put up points. We knew we were going against a, an offense that can put up points in Houston. So glad my prediction of Watson getting 100 yards rushing was... Uh, he got 38. He got 38. Well, listen, I was worried that we would cover up everybody else and he'd just have those big, huge chunks to run. You know, that, that makes me sick when I see that. You know, Kaepernick flashbacks just <laughs> under the toilet. But our defense did a great job all around and the adjustments that we made with some personnel were, were a glimpse of the future, man. What were your thoughts? Well, yes, glimpse of the future. Obviously, that's a guy we've been talking about since we drafted him and just didn't get a chance until Sunday to see him play. And I'm, I'm referring to Kamal Martin, mm. who looks big, mm. fast. Mm. And when he makes the decision uh, mm. on that tackle for loss in his first series, mm-hmm. you got to see explosion that we haven't seen that linebacker mm-hmm. in Green Bay in a oh, long yeah. time. Yep. Uh, and, and without being able to practice much uh, this year, 
uh, as a rookie, I'm real excited about where the arrow is pointing on him. You know, when, when Barnes went down, they, they brought in, uh, they brought in um, Summers, uh, TJ Summers, Tyson. who uh, was exposed, mm-hmm. yeah. Tyler or whatever, exposed mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, next series, Kamal Martin was there the rest of the game in crunch mm-hmm. time. Uh, it was Kamal Martin calling the plays in the middle by himself. Yeah, love to see what he and Barnes can do. That's that that can be a real nice combination for us. Yeah, yeah. Both rookies too. Barnes got hurt the first play, and he got up a little odd. And I think it's a shoulder is what they said. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can correct me. But him and Kamal Martin. Where are all you Patrick Queen lovers now, huh? I mean, this guy. <laughs> He's so big, Eric. He's so big. He wait till he gets a hundred percent healthy, hundred ten percent healthy, where he is really exploding. Because right now he exploded. His body is huge. He was in the screen, damn near everywhere. But his coverage. Guess who he was covering half the damn time? Number eighteen. Remember him, Randall Cop. He's covering him in the zones, you know, and doing a good job and. His tackling, everybody seemed to be wrapping up like crazy all across the board. So, mm, we got a future with Kamal Martin. Yeah, we do. And, and, and Chris Barnes as well. And so may, maybe those are the two missing pieces. And who'd have thought that you'd stumble across them with an undrafted guy and a fifth rounder? Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the future is, mm-hmm. is really bright for those two guys just for, uh, for the uh, – uh, J.J. Watt conspiracy, uh, folks. He sure looked to me like he still has plenty of juice left. And he's got no dead money next year. Just throwing that out. (laughs) I I also wrote, now I'm going to give our our defense played a great game. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Uh, But I wrote down uh, in the second quarter, what the hell happened to David Johnson? This was a guy that looked like a future Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy was the complete modern running back a terror with the pass, a terror with the run. And he, he had one run on us, mm-hmm. really, in the whole game. I think yeah. he had 40, 44 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out to about three yards a carry, and most of that was on one run, or, or a good chunk of it was. What happened to that kid? I, you know, I don't know. He did score a touchdown, which helped my fantasy. But at the end, uh, one of the new missile launchers on the Green Bay secondary. <laughs> Mr. Black came up and took two points away from my fantasy team. That was the best two points I ever lost in my life, man. That ball flew 25 yards in the air, man. It was awesome. Well, by the way, you win the contest for who mentions Henry Black first on the podcast. <laughs> first drop. What a hit. Um, Listen, you t- team him up with Vernon Scott. I, you know, we have players that in that when we had Jared Bush out there, you know, the Charlie Pepper, those interchangeable players, those guys are missiles, man. Those guys, special teams all day. Change in with Amos and Savage, and it's a great problem to have right now. Really, really big, strong, aggressive monsters in the backfield. Love it. Yeah, well, you know, and as I mentioned yesterday when we talked, um, the uh, the brain trust or lack of one in Minnesota allowed one of the great secondary coaches uh, in the NFL to fall into our lap. And having Jerry Gray around to work with the Henry Blacks, the Vernon Scotts, the Kadar Holmans, um, th- this is a real, really good situation for us. Our secondary is looking better and better. Um, 
uh, hopefully Raven Green's not too dinged up. Uh, got a little. Well, bit we got to talk about Raven Green because that kid has taken from the bench to a few plays to absolute impact. Yep. I mean, what he did yesterday from a stat perspective, it was six tackles I think he had. Um, What did he have here? Seven tackles, five solo. It's fantastic. Coverage-wise, you know, we're not expecting him to be the best cover man, but uh, just making the impact. And Josh Jackson. Eric, what is your opinion now after two games of Josh Jackson starting for Kevin King? I thought Josh Jackson did a great job. I think, I think that, uh, you know, two, two of the players that I had to bring up that have been frequent uh, kicking, uh, kicking posts for us are, are Josh Jackson and Montrevious Adams. Yeah. They both mm-hmm. are seemingly starting to make some plays. Yeah. Feel pretty good about that. Uh-huh. Feel real good about that. Montrevious Adams and Kiki, they were really. Kiki getting close. Kiki's real close. Be a player. Yep. Yeah, they were, they were getting. But, you know, the pressure that we had, they had, it, it wasn't like Tampa Bay where it was. Two on the sides, two in the middle. Everything was looking real symmetrical in the rush. I mean, we had the pocket collapsing on various angles there, which makes it easier for our secondary too. But Josh Jackson, kudos to you, man. You're looking like a real fine find That's well and, and one opportunity you know one last shout out uh for for people that we've been kicked around pretty good recently preston smith with a huge force down stop on Boom. a quarterback yeah. uh, like that that was just a tremendous play yeah tremendous play and yeah. it's not like the game was still in question but you know mm-hmm. stranger things have happened yeah great way to shut that down yep yep i agree well and the only the only other note I had on defense was you know, Oren Burks. Oren Burks, we're, we're we're wasting snaps that Garvin should have as an outside linebacker to Oren Burks. Oren Burks right now stud on special teams. I don't want to bash that guy. He, he's you know. I, I hate it when people get on and they, they bash athletes, you know. We're a couple of schmoes in the basement, you know, like talking about these guys. But Oren Burks at an outside linebacker, I'm, I'm left scratching this W on my head, you know. Yeah, don't get it. Um, Aaron Nagler, uh, I read a piece from him this morning that makes a really interesting point, is we've got Tipa Galilee, who's a six-foot-five-inch outside linebacker who's light, He's a 235-pounder, I think. Hmm. Um, but, but rushing the passer is what he does. And, and Nagler's point, and I would absolutely Who's that? agree. Who said that? that? Tipa, Aaron Nagler. Aaron Nagler? Hmm. Yes, sir. Where is he so from? T- <laughs> Tipa Galilee is somebody, he, we brought him up. I think he played in the second game of the year. Mm-hmm. But his point was yeah. that any snaps that you're thinking about rushing Oren Burks should go to him. And hmm. I, I'd have to agree with him. Well, uh, Aaron and I need to have a beer on that one, damn it. <laughs> yeah, because Oren Burks just doesn't – he's not Great big enough to go – he gets swallowed up by these linemen. He's just not the outside rusher that we need. No, but he's, but he, but he's a special teams demon. He's got uh, a place on the team on special sure. teams. And he should, but, you know, but not on defense. We need a backup. Well, and to wrap it up, special teams, listen, 
as a former punter at Lakeland Union High School, I just want to let J.K. Scott know. You make every punter in America proud to take that snap 15 yards back all by yourself when everybody's just breathing down your neck and getting that ball off. Kudos to you. And under the pressure we had, damn Houston Texans blocked a punt. That's the last team to block a punt against us. Have you ever seen a punt blocked before by a guy's back? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, that's that's how far in he was. (laughs) I know. He's like this Dexter Williams guy. Just let me run right through here, man. I'm going to smear the quarterback right now. I better just back up. Uh, Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention as well. We talked about the great play on fourth and one uh, by Preston Smith. Uh, the the other one that really stood out to me was the uh, the third and a, uh, third and long or third and eight excuse me Vernon Scott tackle mm. huge yeah huge yeah big play love seeing it's contributions yeah. from these young guys mm. so much fun well Eric that pretty much wraps up our game review. I can't wait for this week. I'm already fired up. I, I, you know, I got the shirt going on right now. <laughs> I just found him. Uh, nobody can see him right now, but uh, back in the day after Randy Moss got arrested and thrown in jail for driving down Nicollet Mall and trying to run over that lady, we printed up some blaze orange shirts with the property of Hennepin County and block letters on the front and the old 84 Moss on the back like a jersey. My buddy Aaron and I, we went to Lambeau Field for that Monday night game. We walked around the parking lot. We sold 160 shirts. It was a blast. <laughs> but I just found like a dozen left. I, maybe we should give them away. I don't know. Maybe uh, T-shirt so, giveaway. May, maybe if somebody uh, gives us a uh, review on iTunes, we'll give them a shirt free, baby. Who knows? But we got the Vikings this week, and that is a conference game. I mean, just your gut leading up to this week, what are you hoping we do? Well, so Vikings are on by, believe, uh, and and their house is crumbling around them. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a solid football team, at least talent wise. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm glad it's back at Lambeau. It's outdoors, and we know what girly men they are. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I I'm a little bit nervous about having a having a week um, to prepare, but I. Uh, I'm not scared of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. We're better than them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we just need to continue a great week of practice. Thing I had bouncing around my thick, empty skull this morning was the way that we saw our offensive line perform against the likes of J.J. Watt and Merciless Whitney and Blabcock, whatever that big nose guard is for them, I thought we held up fantastic. Do we rush David Bakhtiari back for a conference game? Do we play conservative? I don't think you rush David Bakhtiari back ever. Yeah. So, and we're not concerned if he doesn't. Well, do we really even know him. what's wrong with him? I, Chest injury? Is that hey, a rib? I don't know. I. It's not a peck. If it was a peck, he's probably done for the year. So, I don't know. It's, it seems that's what makes me a little bit nervous. Um, is that they're they're not being real forthcoming with what's really wrong with him. And that makes me a little bit nervous. If yeah. it's just a little, you know, it's got a little uh, crack rib or he's got, you know, something there that's a week or two, they're usually telling us about it. So I'm just, I'm just a little bit nervous there. But we also don't really have a, 
we don't really have a good handle on how Lafleur approaches yeah. um, dealing with the media on injuries. Yeah, we don't so, want like a we'll torn see. peck for sure. Well, I thought it was a great game. I'm looking forward to this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We are really, really having fun doing this podcast. And everybody out there who is listening and giving us a subscribe, following us on Spotify, getting those updates as soon as these episodes come out, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, We are all over the place on Twitter at Acme underscore Army. And, guys, YouTube clips are now available. Check out YouTube at Acme Army. Hit that subscribe button. We're going to have video clips coming up every week from Eric and I, our guests, things happening around the Internet. It's a lot of fun. So appreciate you guys following us. It's been a great few months. And, Eric, take us out. Well, I would just like to encourage everyone to enjoy their fifth Victory Monday of the season in six weeks. So, it's a nice ratio that we can certainly live with. I uh, hope everyone has a great week. Uh, pray for the snow to melt. And go pack, go. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain. Blue note jazz, you know. Should we do our...